Frantic Nerdcast, hosted by AJ and Brock, talking about all the nerdy things that you want to hear about. Let's get into it. Uh, what's up, nerds? Welcome back to Frantic Nerdcast, episode number six. G'day, g'day, g'day. Uh, hope everyone's having a fantastic 2024 so far. How's yours going, Brock? Uh, it's been a good start. Um, easing back into work, getting the, the final little <coughs> bits and touches of the Renaults done. So, um, now for another long, long weekend to hopefully do a little bit of relaxing, which would yes. be nice. Yes, we've got a long weekend here in Australia this week, so we only got four-day work week, which is fan-fucking-tastic. And I went away for the weekend, so I've got a three-day week this oh, week, which is marvellous. look at you guys, sir. Look at you. Uh, anything of the nerdy nature been happening for you? Um I'll have to say, since starting this podcast, I've been hooking back into the comics. That's probably the <laughs> biggest thing. Hooking back into the comics and writing a big old list of some of the more recent animes that um, that have been coming out. Yep. Um, haven't started to get into them too much, but uh, the list keeps growing, which means I'm going to have to start getting into it. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, uh, I do have a plan of getting back into watching a shitload more anime. I've... Uh, um, season we're talking about supernatural last episode yes. i was just started back watching that again and i am up to season 10 jeez <laughs> oh, yeah i've been smashing through it yeah I, I i think i've watched maybe four or five episodes since we spoke yeah yeah so, so. so i'm still on the same season <laughs> so smashing through that i just want to try and get it done so i can officially say i have watched the entire show because i've never kind of finished i've watched the final episode sure. but i've never watched the actual full show Ooh, see i'll have to i might even just skip forward to the last episode and see what that's like because <laughs> i haven't watched it either yeah the good thing about it is it if you want to just skip to the final episode of each season, they have a recap of the entire season before the episode <laughs> with a carry on my way yep. Woodson. Of course, of course. So that's always a handy, handy dandy little thing. Um, yeah, that's really about all the excitingness that has been happening. Oh, we did ask a question on Facebook uh, yesterday. I think I posted it from the day we're recording this of what people are looking forward to in 2024. Uh, we had... A big majority, Dune 2. Mm-hmm. Got, like, uh, how can you not be excited oh. about Dune 2? Uh, I just, I said it on, the, on Facebook, I hope they nail the landing. That's all, that's all <laughs> I can say. Like, I hope they nail the landing. We've talked about it, the trailer and all that kind of stuff, a little bit of the history of the show and stuff, but I was, yeah, I hope they nail that one. And uh, I personally am looking forward to... Uh, Mantic Games have a new epic scale, so tiny little miniature miniatures, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, uh, version of their war game Warpath coming out on so Kickstarter. So rather than your um, your standard type miniatures, which sit at about 28 mil scale, yeah. these ones are sitting at uh, I think they 8 mil? said it's 10. 10 mil? Okay. 10 or 12, I think it was said on their little post thing, but they've been sharing like little chunks of the rules mm. like every week. And uh, I'm just looking forward to it. They're chucking it up on Kickstarter, and I believe they're going to be releasing STLs for it and all that kind of stuff as nice. well. You can get through their website, and uh, which should be good. Um, Fun, so funny you say Mantic. For me, I'm actually looking forward to the Worms board game. I, now, those who don't know what Worms is, it was a more or less an 8-bit sort of 2D um, computer game from back in the 90s where you got a team of worms and you had to beat the other team of worms via throwing sticks of dynamite and rocket yep. launches and all sorts of stuff. It was terribly addictive. They're adapting it to a board game and I am actually super, super keen to see how that is adapted across. Yes, I think I was I was backing it and I think I pulled out from memory. Oh, I backed it. I can't remember. I might have backed it. I'm going to have to check that out. I, think, I, don't, know, I don't think I did because I haven't got any emails about it, so... But, you know, you know what it's like with Kickstarter, you back stuff and then two years later it pops up at your front door. And you're like, oh, oh, I didn't even I didn't remember I did that. Well, that was like when I got the uh, the, the dice spinners. Oh, yeah. they yeah. I, I didn't even know. I remembered backing it, remembered cancelling it, remembered them turning up on my door thinking, ooh, whoops. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you, it's just all about uh, trying to keep track of them, which you don't. And then you don't realise how much money you spent. So that's always a fun thing. <laughs> You look back and you're like, oh, fuck, did I spend that much on postage? Oh, my God. Um, anyway, that's enough chit-chat. Let's uh, get on into the show. So, let's let's uh, start off with this one. Free. 
Alrighty, some trailers. We've got a couple of trailers to talk about. Uh, let's start off from the top of our little list here. Abigail. This looks cool. <laughs> it looks cool. Yeah. I think I think the trailer we've seen heaps of what the movie is going to be like and what's going on in the movie, but it still looks like a really, really fun premise. I mean, it's coming out in April, um, directed by Matt Bettinelli-Olfen and Tyler Gillett. Now, they... Um, they ready in, or Not. Ready or Not. Yes, mm. that was one of them. They also did Devil's Due. Um, they were involved in VHS. Yeah. Uh, I, I, from there was three of those. I'm pretty sure the first one I really liked. Um, is that another one of the remake ones? Is the American one and then the original one? Possibly. I think so. I think because the original one was like a European thing. I think from memory. I don't know. I, I just know that there was like three or four of them. E- yeah. Either way, they're like the, a mashup of a bunch of short stories that get put onto yeah. like a. Either way, I enjoyed watching them. Um, but I mean, it's got an awesome cast: Dan Stevens, Catherine Newton, um, Giancarlo Esposito, <laughs> a bunch of people who, to be honest, I don't even recognise the names. Yeah. But you see their faces, yeah. like, oh yeah, that guy. Oh yeah, that's, her. Yep, that's, that's right. That's what I found very <laughs> so, much. So. so it is. It is a pretty, pretty um, good cast. I mean, it looks. It looks like it's going to be intense. Yes, um, very much so. Like just like a good type of intense. But then also, um, I like that it. It knew, like, from just getting it from the trailer, it knew what it was. Yes, 100%. Like, just the way when they're like, oh, it's a vampire. And the chick turns around and goes, like, we're talking, like, um, true blood vampire. We're talking twilight vampire. Exactly. Like, what kind of vampire we're exactly. talking about here? So it looks like they've literally gotten together and thought, hey, let's make a fun movie. And this is the premise. They're like, hey, this is an awesome idea. And but it looks like it'll be fun. I think it's going to be a good one because Ready, Ready or Not was a phenomenal film. Mm. Like, if you haven't seen Ready or Not, you watch it. It's um, Samar... Um, what's her name? Samir... Um, she's Australian. She's... Uh, narrows it down. <laughs> she's um, Weaving's. It's Weaving's uh, niece. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, E.G. Matrix, man. Weaving. Mm-hmm. Hugo Weaving. Um, it's his niece. Um, her dad actually teaches at the University of Newcastle. Well, there you go. Yeah, he's a, he's a teacher there. Fun little fact. Yeah, she's from from around these parts. Hmm. Um, but in any case, the the premise of the <laughs> the trailer or the movie, it's a group of people. They all came highly recommended to kidnap a high profile kid from some rich bloke. They quickly learn that it's a setup because the kid is a vampire and the kidnappers are food. Yep. That is the premise of the movie. And she's a ballerina. Oh, and she's a ball- ballerina vampire. It's very important because they say ballerina, vampire ballerina yep. multiple times yes. in the trailer. Yes. Uh, it looks like a vampire slasher um, that won't take itself too seriously and just be, be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, it should, be, it should be good. It should be an entertaining movie. I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Um, they didn't really give much plot in the thing. It was just more like, uh, you know, uh, vampire. Rawr. Oh my God, it's a vampire. We need to kill it. To be honest, I, I don't think there will be much yeah. plot to it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, all right, let's move on to Cold Copy. This is one you chucked yeah, on. Yeah, this, this is one that I chucked on. Um, it looks like a pretty good thriller, like an edge of your seat type thing, or at least that's what I picked up from the or, the um, the trailer. Um, it looked like the trailer set a scene of what the movie will be be but i feel they haven't given too much away so it, oh, yeah, it, there's it, nothing in it exactly so it, it gives an aura of what what they're trying to do um but in any case written and directed by roxine helberg um she's done several movies none of them i'd heard of um starring bell powley um i thought i recognized her i went through and had a look at her yeah, tv movies I, that she'd done i didn't I, recognize her see i seen i <clears> looked at her face i thought you know what, what's she from i checked back through her tvs and her movies i Again, I haven't seen anything that she's done. Um, but in any case, it's uh, the premise is that there's a journalist student. Uh, she appears to have stumbled across uh, some form of great story, what she thinks will be a great story, um, and it'll take like on a journey through that story. Yeah, focus. essentially, she from the, the trailer Comes kind of kid. it puts her across as like she's failing this course and yeah. she needs to get this great story to sort of win, like stay in the course kind of thing. And it, yeah. It, it, it kind of gives that aura of like to get the story, you have to like go and sort of go, almost very, guide the story yeah, type very thing. Crawler. Yeah, yeah, like that. So you've got to sort of put yourself in a position where you can guide the story along and she doesn't want to do that. Mm. And then she comes across a high profile kid 
who I think the I think they said the mother was um uh, had a the death with yeah. strange circumstances and she was a high profile person. Pretty much they allude that the kid did it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it, it's got um I like a good thriller. Yeah. It's got it's got that aura to it. So uh, it could I, be good. I found um like it's gonna be slow burn as fuck. Yes, it will it, be. Like just looking at that trailer, you can tell it's gonna be a slow burn movie. Mm-hmm. And I felt I feel just from the trailer, for me it came across as it's going to be very artsy and kind of com- commentary-ish. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Actually, it will have that artsy element to it. Which, and, and I think the commentary style of movie, it's just going to turn me off. I'm gonna yeah, be, okay. I feel like I'm going to get halfway through it See, and just be like, fuck off. The thing for me with it is, I hope that they don't do what a lot of the like thrillers nowadays are doing, where they'll sort of have you on a story, put but they'll put a twist every three minutes so it's like oh yeah. here's a twist here's a twist here's a twist so you, you it just doesn't actually get you onto the edge of your seat because well what's the point something yeah. else is going to happen we can, so all, it, we can all blame captain shit alone for that <laughs> emron shit alone yeah, so as long as they keep it reasonable through that and actually sort of take you along a journey of having sort of a plot point that keeps you on the edge of your seat and teasing with elements of it i think it'd be good um, but look, I, I think it'd be interesting to watch. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it, but I don't think I'm, it's going to be my cup of tea. I think it's just going to be a bit, bit too meh for me. I don't like agendas being pushed at me in movies. I just want to sit down and fucking enjoy myself. Yeah, that's, so. fair. that's fair. We'll see. We'll see. Um, speaking of arty, here is an, another artsy movie, Spaceman. Uh, this just looked wow. <laughs> I love Adam Sandler. Yeah. He's great. He's one of my favorite actors because he is an actor who doesn't take himself too seriously, but he can also do a serious role. I love and him in serious movies. It's excellent. I mean, okay, so Adam Sandler, the obvious ones. You got your Waterboy, your Happy Gilmore, your Billy Madison, which Get is his old school. Exactly. Waterboy. Um but then you come through to a few of the like little more recent ones like Uncut Gems and Hustle. <laughs> Oh, Uncle Sam Gems was great. Hustle, I, I liked it, but I didn't like it at the same See, time. I preferred Hustle over Uncut Gems. Now, the okay. only reason I say that is because I found that Uncut Gems went to 130% in your face and stayed there. Yeah. It didn't have any ebbs and flows. It was just there the whole movie. Like, yeah, I can see but that. But the ending of that movie was incredible. The way that they built it up and because I suppose because it was still keeping you at that 130% the whole time, when they did that, it took it to like 200. And you're like, holy shit. Mm. Like they still managed to get that like shock out of the ending. Um, But yeah, recommend going and watching those two movies. Um, This movie looks like... It's definitely more on the serious element oh, yeah, 100%, of it. Yeah. Really, I think it's going to be, as you said, like artsy in the way that it's put together. Um, it looks like it's going to have some awesome visuals through it. Oh, dude, the trailer just looks fucking looks phenomenal. incredible. And it, it, I think it's going to be a very heavily um, emotionally charged movie with all of those sci-fi pulls. I mean, it's a guy in space, so obviously yeah. you got the sci-fi, but it's going to have... Talking like to a giant spider. Exactly. Who may exactly. or may not be his, his mind. And I loved the way that they toyed with that. Yeah. I th- and I think that I am <laughs> really looking forward to see how they do that in the movie because I reckon through the movie, they're literally going to toy with that the entire time. Oh, so you're yeah. going you're gonna to be sitting there going, oh, right, it is a real monster. And then something will happen like, oh, no, it's not a real monster. And it's just going to go back and forwards that yeah. whole movie. And I, th- I hope they do it well. It looks it looks really, really cool. Oh, it cool. looks phenomenal. I, like I'm really looking forward. I've... I've actually Massive liked a intrigue. lot of Adam Sandler's recent Netflix stuff. Mm. Like the one with um, him and Jennifer, um, old love from Friends. Jennifer oh, Anderson, yeah, yeah. Where they the, do the, the um, married couple, where they go away and it's they, like the murder they, mysteries. They were fun. They're, they, they're, they're good just reviews. stupid. Like they instantly know exactly what they are. Yeah. And they're just, you're just watching them switch <laughs> your brain off. And you're like, this is fucking stupid, but I'll enjoy the exactly, shit out of it. Exactly. They, they were some good movies. But yeah, no, it's been fun. All right, well, that's uh, that is our trailer talk. So let us move on to this one. TV shows. Uh, some TV shows. So um, first, little bit of TV show. This is actually TV show slash movie show. Mm-hmm. I was going to mention it at the top of the head, but I forgot, and I knew I had to talk about something, but I couldn't remember what it was. So we're going to talk about it now, and that is. 
that the Netflix Marvel series, so Daredevil, mm-hmm. Luke Cage, are officially canon. Marvel have come out and said they are officially canon now. Oh, really? Yep. So they are officially a part of the MCU. Well, there you go. Yep. So Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, um, <laughs> Jessica Jones, all officially part of the MCU now. Yeah, right. Okay, awesome. So that is uh, that is fun news, uh, which means that... I mean, I kind of made the may, assumption anyways. But yeah, that may be why they redid Dead, they're reshooting Daredevil to kind of make possibly. it canon. Because... Um, they might have been putting a little bit of Origin or something in there when they didn't really need to because Origin was done in the Netflix series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so who knows? But yeah, so that's some fun fun little news. And I also read a little uh, teaser. I think it was on CBR, the website, um, talking about bringing Marvels, uh, mutants into the Marvel universe. And I really liked this idea of not introducing the X-Men hmm. for, for the first Marvels. Sure but making a Brotherhood of Mutants movie as okay. the first Marvel, uh, first Mutants movie. Yeah, right. So that way you meet all the baddies and stuff, and that obviously will lead into the heroes because you'll meet the heroes in a better mm. focusing on the villains because the villains are such a big part of the X-Men. Yeah, definitely. Like your Magnetos, Blobs, Toads, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And if you do that, this is what this article is talking about. If you do that, then the... Um, the mutant, the baddies get more humanized, which is what Marvel has a fucking atrocious problem with mm. of making their villains one-sided, yeah. just forgettables. So they're doing that. And then that's also a good way to introduce Rogue. Mm. Rogue is, a, she's a baddie in part in some, she's goody yep, in some, yep, sure. all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I read that and I was like, oh, that's a pretty good, I like that. I, I like I like the way that it does have that focus because I mean, it, pretty much every well, every Marvel movie they've done has been the focus on whoever the hero is. Yeah, that's it. So, Not Wolverine, usually. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. Let's yeah. do it. I think it's great. Yeah, look, me and you, we'll go, we'll pitch it to Marvel. And yeah. Yeah, we'll be producers on it. Yeah. It'll be fucking sweet. I highly recommend not watching that movie, guys. <laughs> We all know Marvel listen to this podcast. So. Exactly. <laughs> Kevin, exactly. we're talking directly to you, Kevin Fine. You fucking do it, bro. Uh, okay, so back to TV shows. Uh, so this one uh, this one is from uh, a fan of the show, uh, Cooper Lewis. He uh, wants us to talk about Troll Hunters. Right. So how do you want to do this? Uh, <laughs> because okay. we can talk about Troll Hunters or we can talk about the series as a whole, okay. kind of. Or well, I've I've, I've, uh, I've put a little spiel down, so sure. uh, we'll talk about that. And you just interrupt me whenever you want to. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, so, pretty much for those of you who haven't watched Troll Hunters, Troll Do Hunters it. is on Netflix. Um, just yeah, we'll chuck that Do out it. straight away. Watch it. If you don't want to be spoiled for what happens, I'm not going to put many spoilers in here, but. Just uh, a heads I up. probably accidentally will. I uh, uh, don't yeah. care. This show is fucking incredible. Uh, okay, so essentially, Troll Hunters. Uh, it's called Troll Hunters: Tales of Arcadia. Yep. Uh, it's a CGI animated show by Guillermo del Toro, which we all know from his movies such as Hellboy, you know, Way of the Water, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. He did it with a chap named Daniel, Daniel Kraus. And they both uh, they both collaborated on the shape of water together as well. Mm. Apparently. So one thing I had a look a bit of a backstory there is. Guillermo and Daniel Krauss, they actually wrote a novel yes. for this, um, which then they adapted to TV. Because I understand that Daniel's more of a writer. He's a writer, yeah. And then, yeah He's a book he, writer. And then Guillermo does the, uh, the adaptions. Yeah. So the basic plot of the show is it follows the main character, Jim. Uh, he which he finds a magic amulet, which uh, makes him the new troll hunter. Uh, the protector of troll kind who live under Arcadia, which has a crystal that gives them the life, gives life to the trolls. Essentially, that's mm-hmm. a very biggest jumble of what actually happens, but that's pretty much it. He's essentially the first ever human troll hunter. They've mm-hmm. always been trolls, um, so most of the trolls hate him because he's human. Um, yeah, that's basic. The basic plot of the show just there. Now Jim's got a couple of friends. Uh, there's a little little kid with he's a ginger. Yep. Yeah, a little ginger kid. And mm-hmm. then uh, there's a chick who he likes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they become friends and eventually love interests. Mm-hmm. Um, the series is split into three parts. So the first part, well, seasons, we'll call them, uh, is Jim coming to grips with his new role. Part two is Jim uh, being 
you know, just trying to come to terms with the events that happened in season one and then people starting to figure out his double life and then season through is his double life starts to catch up to him. There's an ancient wizard and Merlin appears as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, very quick recap. <laughs> um, so the show then continues into uh, another show mm-hmm. called Three Below, which is about two alien royalty okay. who escape from their planet, crash on into Arcadia, mm-hmm. and there's uh, they it, I meet up with a couple of the sort of side characters from Troll Hunters, yep. all that kind of stuff. That went for two seasons. Yeah, yeah not not as great. <laughs> it, it's it's good to tie the stories yeah. through to sort of see what they were trying to achieve and whatnot. Um, it, it doesn't stand up to Troll Hunters whatsoever. Oh, like. I can't, I can't stress enough how good Troll yeah. is. Uh, so then it continues with a third series, which is a uh, third part of the Tales of Acadia series, which is called Wizards, mm-hmm. and that focuses on Dixie, uh, who was its former apprentice of Merlin. Uh, oh, Duxie, is it Duxie or Dixie? Dukes. Dukes, yeah. that's it, yeah. Uh, and he goes through and guzzes the, uh, the Guardians of Acadia, and they travel back in time to Camelot and fight Morgana, mm-hmm. the bitch who killed King Arthur. Bingo. Uh, and then after that, we all thought that was it, but no, here comes the movie Rise of the Titans, mm-hmm. uh, which pretty much is the big big conclusion to the entire saga, and it's phenomenal. Um, so S- Jim was voiced by An- Anton Yelchin. Anton Yelchin. Yeah, who I love. Some of you have probably seen him in Star Trek, the... Um, Kelvin Timeline movies, the mm-hmm. J.J. Abrams ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also in a really, really funny comedy called Bury the X, which I, I really loved. It pretty much his girlfriend uh, gets hit by a car or something like that mm. and comes back as a zombie. Yeah, right. All while he's trying to move on with a new girl who's that um, <laughs> okay. uh, 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 Adria Dodorio or whatever her name yeah, yeah. is. Um, very, very funny. And then also he is in a fantastic movie called Odd, Odd Thomas. Thomas. Oh, <laughs> it's my favorite movie with him. Love in it. Odd Thomas, man. I actually, re- after I wrote this, I went and watched, rewatched Odd Thomas. It's such a good movie. And the books are phenomenal as well. Uh, it, yeah, that's um, that's easily my favorite movie. I, um, Chan and I stumbled on that movie one day as well. It was just a hey flicking through Odd Thomas. Okay, let's give it a watch. And we were both like, Oh my god, that was incredible! Yeah, yeah that's great. We'll talk about Old Thomas in another episode. Yep, yep. Uh, it's it's a fantastic one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, unfortunately, uh, Anton Yelchin died very uh, suddenly when his car handbrake failed yes. and rolled down and squashed in between a fence and mm-hmm. killed him. Unfortunately, yep. um, so he was replaced with Emil Hirsch, mm-hmm. who most of you would know from The Girl Next Door because mm-hmm. it's a fantastic movie. <laughs> Uh, and the show's also got Kelsey Grammer and lots of other uh, voice actors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the show. A lot of voices that you would actually yeah. recognize. So, uh, yeah, Kelsey Grammer, Ron Perlman, Jonathan Hyde. Um, again, some of the names you may not recognize, but the voices you Ron will Perlman's recognize. Hellboy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you don't know, or Sons of Anarchy. Yep. All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the show is so good. Like, it's, it's really well done. That it's, it's one of those shows that most people would see look at it and go, oh, it's a Netflix animated series for kids. That is literally, okay, that is literally what I did. I scrolled on it. I thought exactly that. But then Cooper, the recommender for us to talk about yep. it, said, no, nah, dude, go watch it. So I did. And I absolutely smashed through all of it very, very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so I started watching it when the first part actually came on. So I, was, I so watched I was, it. I was when, watching it with the release. So once part one and two were out, yeah. I, I'd watch through one and two and then part three came Yeah, out. so I, I watched it uh, with the release because it came up and I saw by Guillermo del Toro. Mm. And I instantly went, oh, I'm fucking going to watch this. But I'll watch any of those kind of shows, even with the Alpha Kids on Netflix. I don't give a fuck because they're usually really good. Yeah, exactly. But essentially, yeah, this one was, it looks like that CGI for kids thing, which unfortunately throws a lot of non- people who are accustomed to watching cartoons because of anime and stuff, mm. throws them away, I, which is a yeah, shame. I, I get that. But, I mean, even so, like, even though it is that sort of, um, that artistry through it, I mean, it is still so watchable. Oh, 100%. Like, it's not, it's not even like, I like, and I do understand that some people get sort of hooked into the way that it's portrayed and comes across to the screen. I get that. Yeah. You all need to just... Like, yeah, Calm I, down I for know, a little bit just for this I one. I know people who so refuse to watch things because of their cartoons. Oh, give it a watch. Um, but yeah, no, it's phenomenal. Like the way that they show his relationship with his mum, his relationship with the love interest, just that whole love interest in general is really well it's done. It's really, really well done. Um, the, the best friend relationship, yeah, that is really well done. Um, the 
the progression the, through the like him growing with the ability and the trolls haven't like growing with him the friendship with the troll at the start there's a troll who hates him because mm. he feels he should have been the new next troll hunter and then yeah. they become best friends throughout it and all this and, kind of and stuff one of the uh the in the in the show there's um a troll who's his teacher um or no he's not a teacher he's a familiar and he, he ends up becoming the stepdad Oh yes, yeah, yes, and yeah, the, yeah. and the so relation and the relationship teacher. there he's and a teacher whatnot. At the school. Yeah, it was like it was his favorite teacher. Then he found out it was a familiar. Oh, the principal. Then, yeah, the principal. Either way, yeah, but yeah. It found out it was a familiar. Familiar, are, uh, basically, guys who um, interact with the bad trolls and do their bidding during the day because trolls can't walk into light. They turn exactly, into stone. Exactly. You know, one thing um, I did do. I I went back and watched just the opening scene of. Oh, um, oh. Yeah. I love that they start with a battle between trolls under a fucking bridge. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I um, I've watched the first couple episodes because I got my I got my kid into it and he's mm. watching the, he's been watching it, um, and it's just as good, man. I'm gonna I think I'm gonna have to rewatch the whole thing after I've, all the other stuff I have to watch. I've watched through it twice. I'm definitely gonna go back for a third. Yeah, yeah, it's really I really liked Wizards. I really liked Wizards. I, I thought I it enjoyed was a great Wizards. show. So for for me, it was Troll Hunters. Season one and three. Yep. Um, Wizards. And then back to Troll Hunters, season two, and then the three below came in last. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good. The movie's really good. The movie's, the movie's really good. great. The movie like, is a great I cried combination. The, I cried at the end of it, which it got me. And Only I, at the end? I, I believe from memory I posted or I posted on Facebook something like, um, uh, well done, Troll Hunters. You made me fucking cry, you bastards. <laughs> Good way to finish the series or something like that. Like very well wrapped up or something. They tie up all the, most of the loose ends from memory. It's all yeah. very well done. Very, very well tied up. And like just to that point, um, again, you some people look and go, well, it's just a cartoon and whatnot. The amount of emotional pull that you get into this show for the characters is just incredible yep. you get so engrossed in what is happening to them as you said the love interests and the the best friend and like what's actually happening to jim and how that can resonate to things that like might be with you or with others and all that sort of stuff it is so yeah. incredibly and well got, like even the side characters have arcs like the side characters will start to get powers and all that mm. kind of stuff and the love interest she gets powers but yep. they're linked to a witch and that she was gets really well she done. gets taken over by the witch at one point and all this kind of stuff it's very well done it's I mean, it's going to Toro. The dude knows how to tell stories. And, and one thing I'll say is that even like, no matter what show you get, it's got fillers, right? This show has fillers that still progress the characters. Like they, it, it will be, as you just said, a complete arc, which is a filler for one of the other guys who's completely irrelevant at the time. But then you get drawn into what's happening to him and it's it just becomes not a filler. Yeah. And... Yeah, I, I can safely say for that show. That I mean, three below was a bit of a filler. That, okay, I'm talking <laughs> just. Seasons, tro- I'm talking just. I'm talking just troll hunters at the moment. <laughs> uh, but it's um, it's an amazing show. Highly recommend you watch it. Mm. Um, props to uh, Anton to um, Emil Hirsch for mm. filling in the boots. Because I, I believe so it, was it was Anton for season one and two. He died during season two, but they had enough audio to finish season I, two. I think. I um I'm pretty sure he actually passed before they released any of it. Oh, okay. I think yeah. it was actually yeah posthumously released for the entirety because he it was released in 2016 or thereabouts and he passed in 2016. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure if they released some of the earlier ones or oh, whatnot. They did too because I wasn't because it has the um for Anton thing at the end of mm. the first episode. Yeah, which I, th- I assume they put in afterwards because yeah, Netflix exactly. can re-upload. But yeah, exactly. It might have been. Um, yeah, go watch it, guys. It's fantastic. It's uh, some good watching. If you've got nothing to watch, chuck it on on Netflix. It's phenomenal. Even if you have things to watch, stop watching that and go watch this. <laughs> uh, it's um, Yeah, it's it's good. It's fun. It's brilliant. And I highly recommend it. So head over there and watch it away, guys. You'll thoroughly enjoy yourselves and love and every minute Just quickly before we get on to the next bit, um, as we touched on, there are books as well. So those who do yes. prefer to read books, there are well. books, there are comics. So you can go have a read of those to read through the stories. I imagine that they will be just as incredible. I am going to go give them a read. Yeah, I'll probably jump in the comics, I think. Mm. It, yeah, it's good. Anyway. 
Okay, so on some anime, but this is technically also a TV show, so they're both <laughs> kind of linked there. And this is the live adaption of Yu Yu Hashoko. This was fun. It was great. <laughs> I, I love this adaption. So I, I've not seen any of the um, the anime for yeah, you, Shugo. Neither have I. I hadn't really heard of it. I seen it on there. I'm like, you know what? Let's give it a, let's give it a crack. And I mean, the there's an early fight in the show between the main character, which is um, Yusuke, and another prominent character uh, in Kazuma. And there is a shot where Kazuma and he's three or four goons. You see them like, and it's brilliantly shot. You can see them like the camera is down a street yeah, or down a corridor rather. And you can see through a door and they're on the other side of the door out like sort of on oh, a yeah, road. Yeah, I, I on a road. And there's the three or four guys that are kind of picking Kazuma up because he's just been knocked. But then you see Yasuke <laughs> come flying through and just absolutely fly kick them. But the way that it was done was awesome because you just weren't expecting, or at least I wasn't expecting yep. that. I've seen it happen. I'm like, fuck, that was awesome. <laughs> really, really well done. Um, super, super fun show. Yeah. Well, give us a rundown of what the show is. So. Okay. So there's five episodes um, up on Netflix. It's an adaption of a manga and anime from back in the early 90s. So as I said, I've not actually read or watched. Um, I'd be pretty keen. I think I've seen the anime like just, like bits and pieces of yeah, it. Yeah, sure. <clears throat> okay. Because I, I think because back in the day, SBS used to run a whole heap of animes uh, back before yep. streaming services yep. and all that kind of shit. And um, back in the dark days. Yeah, it's actually where I discovered Bubblegum Crisis. Right. Which is a phenomenal <laughs> show. Bubblegum <laughs> Crisis, uh, Tokyo twenty forty four or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, they had like a marathon of the entire season on Christmas Eve. <laughs> it was phenomenal. Um, but they used to run a whole heap of shows like that. So yep. I'm guessing it might have been on there or I'd probably just run into it on like yeah, sure. some NMH watching this. Yeah, okay. When I'm just looking for random things <laughs> to watch. Um, so basically it's a, it, it's about a kid, um, Yasuke, uh, who is killed by a freak accident from a car crash. Uh, when he dies, he turns into a ghost. Um, that's actually really cool the way it does. He just sort of stands up, looks around and goes, Ugh. I guess I'm dead now. <laughs> it's really, really, really nonchalant the whole way through. Um, he is offered to become a spirit detective uh, so that he can find out why demons are starting to plague his world and why the veil between the demon world and the human world is growing thinner, allowing for these demons to continue to come through to the human world and grow stronger and whatnot. So... Um, that's more or less where the show starts and they give a little snapshot of how that car actually crashed. It's because it was being possessed by some form of demon, Mm. which basically looks like a little cockroach thing. It just climbs in under your skin and then starts to take over your body. And because of that, the guy driving the van just goes absolutely nuts. It's got some really, really cool scenes of um, that happening, like through the, the car just rampaging through the street and also how... Um, Yusuke dies is actually saving a young girl so just jumps across the street saves a girl and just gets absolutely demolished by this car Um, and then yeah becomes a spirit detective uh, trying to find out what's going on Um, and then sort of the next four episodes are more or less about that yeah him him kind of Learning how to do his job and learning how to use his new abilities like he's got his little finger gun (laughs) Um, and Eventually, they in the episode five they fight the big bad yeah, kind of thing of that little arc, yeah. which I'm guessing is one of the many arcs. That one of the, the show. many arcs. Um, and yeah, no, it was just a thoroughly enjoyable show. Did you watch it in dubbed or subtitled? I watched it dubbed. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, yeah, subtitles a bit too much effort. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you did you find I found because five episodes I found that episode one was incredible. Yep. I thought episode five was an awesome way to finish. I thought episode two, three, and four were, they just weren't as engaging. Yeah, no, I agree. It was, um, it felt like they kind of stretched that little bit out, which, mm. you know, it's anime. That's kind of how it is. But yep. um, it, the fight scenes and stuff were phenomenal oh, the, in the, all of them. The fight, the fight scene, which is, um, after he comes back as a spirit detective, yep. that first fight yeah. scene when you've got that absolute rogue um, guy with the demon, how that was 
an incredibly well done scene. The way that he's all twitching around the place mm. after the demon's taken him because the, the idea or the premise is that when the demon gets in, uh, like, sort of gets your body, it's not fully gelled with you and hasn't taken over you. So you're a resisting whilst you're getting controlled by the demon, and you've sort of got that mix of power and whatnot. So it it was. I mean, he's taken over. He's super, super strong. He knocks down like three or four guys and then just starts bolting at another one. But then because he can't get control of himself, he knocks one guy and then just runs into a barrel and then just like gets clean, cleaned up with his barrel and whatnot. But then the way that he ends up getting up from that, I think that's kind of when Yusuke turns up and whatnot. Yeah. He gets up from that. It's like some twitchy thing where he... Get, oh. <laughs> really, really, really well done fight yeah, scenes. No, it's fantastic. And then that last episode with when the core group's kind of together and they're kind of going through the the facility that mm. they're in and um, the big fight with the the big buff fucking bad guy <laughs> and the little dude that he, like can regenerate himself when he gets cut in half and stuff. Uh, it was it was good. It was really well done. If you like anime, watch it. If you like anime adaptions, watch it. Mm. Um, if you like the show, the anime show, I I think it'd be a good adaption for you. Yeah, like, like we said, neither of us actually seen the seen it, so can't really comment on that part of it. But you know, um, it's got some really really awesome action scenes in it. Some of the better ones I've seen in recent times. Yeah, I found like sure. just really 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 well done. Yeah, um, yeah, give it a go, guys. Highly recommend it. It's fantastic. Um, all right, well, let us uh, jump on to the next thing. Cool. Some comic talk. So, if you were listening last episode, did we do this? Yep, last episode. Last episode. Me and Brock sent a challenge for each other to read a comic uh, and then talk about what we thought of said comics that we uh, talked about. So, uh, let's start with you, Brock. I suggested for you Return to Wonderland by Xenoscope. Yep, Return to Wonderland. So, I thought this was an awesome adaption of the Alice story. It's... The, the artistry in the panels are really, really sweet. Like, it's it's, it's a cool visual comic to go through and look through. Um, there was one downside for me is that I found... The, it was another telling of Alice. Yeah. It's probably my favorite telling of Alice, <laughs> but it was another telling of Alice. Now, the way that it was retold is far more grisly. Oh, yeah. Far, far so, more grisly. To put it in perspective, we'll kind of, I kind of touched on like Wonderland is very fucked up kind yeah. of thing. But uh, pretty much Callie, who's the main character, when yep. she arrives in Wonderland, uh, essentially the Mad Hatter captures her in the twins' house mm-hmm. and then tries to rape her. Yes, and and like I <laughs> sets start, the tone. So when I started reading that, I'm like, I, I honestly started to get like a sick feeling in my gut. I'm like, oh god, is this going to be like? But then straight away turns and she fucks him up. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, I'm back on board. <laughs> and and if that was setting the tone for like how it's not just oh, there's these fucking sadistic people in the comics just taking advantage and whatnot and for it to actually be more so about Alice sorting shit out within there I thought that was really really awesome Um, but my favourite part or concept of the comic is um, what Wonderland is yes compared to the other show uh, the other tellings of it it's like Wonderland is this magical place where Alice falls down the rabbit hole to go to whereas in this it was um, more or less about um a dark place that needs to be, um, you need to sacrifice children to, to keep the dark place at bay from the real world. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was awesome. And the way that it is put at bay at the end, yeah. <laughs> like the, so as you said, Callie, the main character, she's gone through everything in this place. She's been absolutely tormented. As you said, the mad had her being an absolute fuck. She's also seen all this stuff happen with the Cheshire cat, who is actually some, gigantic lion beast type yeah. thing who is just fucking people up as well. And then... Um, Imagine Cat Bus from Totoro, but fucking on oh, steroids. A lot of steroids. And um, yeah, just to see those adaptions and whatnot and how she comes out the back end of it. But then having the the play of what's happening in the real world at this as the same time as while she's missing... Um, so basically, and that's what I liked how it sort of bridged, it didn't bridge between the two, but it's shown what's happening in the real world, what's happening in 
Wonderland and how the intent is that it's kind of linked between the two yep. in that unless someone is within Wonderland controlling all the bad shit or has been sacrificed to control the bad shit, the bad shit leaks into the real world. So what you see in the real world is um, the Alice's dad. He is um, cheating on his wife. Um, the son finds out or sees or something like that. So the son goes fucking rogue and kills... Uh, it's um, Callie's dad. Yeah, Callie's yeah. dad, sorry. So yeah, Cal- Alice killed oh, yeah, yeah, the sorry, start. Sorry. So, no, she didn't. She committed suicide at the start. At the start? No, she's in the... She tries to. Oh, she tries she to. Tries, so right, yeah. She, yeah, so sorry. Con- context is Alice is Callie's mum. Alice tries to commit suicide at the start and then basically goes into a vegetative state it, for, the yeah. whole, for the whole comic. And then right at the end, um, I think she she succeeds so yeah. she hangs herself yeah. and again just talking about more macabre shit which is in the comic and pr- and very brutal um, uh, so yeah Alice does that towards the end it again another this, but this is after Callie's actually back out of Wonderland mm-hmm. and the idea is that Callie sees um, oh shit this is the bad shit that can happen um, and then has a chat with Grandad yep. who tells Grandad it, Little yep who tells everything that's going on this is why we need to sacrifice someone to Wonderland. Um, oh, and the reason that Alice was in the vegetative state was because she was in Wonderland yes. still. That's why she it, she didn't seem all there because she was actually in Wonderland. She was the one who was like trying to protect the veil, so to speak. Um, and yeah, the, the kid, as I said, he kills the dad's mistress. The brother kills dad's mistress. mistress. And then at the end, he... Pretty brutally murders his dad as well. Yep. Um, and then Callie comes along and goes, maybe granddad was right. And she pushes him into Wonderland. That's it. And I thought that the concept around that was fucking incredible. <laughs> like, it was <laughs> really... Like, so, start off with, yes, it's another telling of Alice, or the story of Alice in Wonderland, but it is an incredible telling of Yes, so uh, you now have the joy of reading the next two tradebacks of that. Uh, mm-hmm. So the next one is uh, Beyond Wonderland yep. and then Escape from Wonderland, yep. uh, which just add to it. It's just, I can imagine. So, that's I, I, need, I need at least a couple of weeks to recover from reading that one <laughs> and then I might get into it. I, I, it what we're talking about is very, very brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it is a very, very heavy in its context. Um, so don't take that lightly. It is really heavy. Um, but it is a very good story. Yeah. So the guy that wrote it, um, I can't remember his name, but he, uh, he, oh, I'm pretty sure it was him. He also did another one for Xenoscope called Fly. Which is also another. It's a kind of like um, it's based on this chick who find, who discovers this drug that allows her to fly mm-hmm. and kind of become like a superhero. But then she gets addicted to the drug and like sure. it's it's kind of it's based on his mum, I think, okay. who got like super addicted to drugs and all that kind of stuff. And it's like he's sort of telling of that sort of story, but more in a relatable comic book right. kind of way. Okay. And so he's got a great way of sort of talking about real world things mm. in the visual medium yeah, yeah. of comic books and superheroes and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So that's, um, yeah, it's just a fantastic book, man. I still remember I found it and I was like, oh yeah, I like Wonderland <laughs> and the art's gorgeous. And yeah. I was like, all right, sweet. It is some really, really um, good art. So yeah, I read it. I was like, fuck, this is amazing. <laughs> I think when I found it, um, Beyond Wonderland had just come out, the trade back for that. Because they're six issue trade backs. Um, and I think they're like halfway through Escape from Wonderland. Sure. So I was like, fuck yeah, read through that, smashed through that. And now it's continued on to uh, an ongoing series. Uh, I think they're up to like issue 50 or something like that of the ongoing series called Just Called Wonderland. Um, then there's also. Sort of like Tales Within or something. Yeah, or no, it's like a continued. Uh, it's a continuation of Callie. Yeah, okay. Um, spoiler. <laughs> um, I kind of figured that it would be based heavily around yeah. her with how prominent she was in the first And one. then there's, uh, based around the same time as the main trilogy, there are the Tales of Wonderland yeah, okay. series, which is kind of like one-offs mm-hmm. of like the Red Queen, mm-hmm. Mad Hatter, um, 
the, all the just all the main characters that kind sure. of tell you how they got to be where they are, kind of thing. Um, and then there's like there's a spin-off called the Four Queens, which focuses on the, obviously the Four Queens of Wonderland. Um, then there's like uh, another one called Down the Rabbit Hole, which tells the story of when Alice first went to Wonderland, how oh, she yeah. got there. Um, then there's a whole heap of them. There's, I think there's about 30 different sort of lots of different things, like just mm. one-offs or six-issue little okay. arcs kind of thing. Um, Cinescope are really good at smashing stuff out. Mm. Uh, but yeah, no, Well, look, if, if the content is the same as the first one, it's going to take me a little bit to get through because, as I said, I need a little palate cleanser after that one. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, yeah, no, it was good fun. All right, so you, what did you give me? I gave you Injustice Year One. Okay, so I thought you said Year Zero, so I read Year Zero which, <laughs> and then read Year One after you told me. No, I said Year One. Um, so, Year Zero, uh, I'll talk about that and then I'll talk about Year One because I read both <laughs> of them. Uh, they don't really lead into each other. Have, mm-hmm. you, have you read Year Zero? I actually haven't. So, essentially, Year Zero... Uh, it is, it kind of leads into it just via the fact of the Joker. Uh, so essentially, Year Zero, Joker's had enough of being treated like a piece of shit and mm-hmm. like no one taking him serious. Yep. And he eventually finds uh, a, the Chaos Ring. Is it a single issue or is it a, um, a trade back? It's a trade back, but it was only like, a, it was a fair few issues, I yeah, think. Okay. Um, but um, essentially, it's the opposite of Dr. Fate. Ah, uh, okay. Kind of like he's fate. This is like chaos. Sure. And uh, the Justice Society back in the day during the war, they um, Hawkman and Hawkgirl found it in a cave mm-hmm. and Hawkman got it on him and they went out and they ended up in a battlefield during World War Two, and started belting the living shit out of it. Like Hawkgirl beating the living shit out of him. They eventually got the ring off. It went into the hands of the Nazis, et cetera, sure. et cetera, et cetera. And eventually the Justice Society found it. And uh, Aquaman took it and hid it under the ocean. Okay. Um, and then eventually, modern day, uh, Joker's sort of sick of, you know, blah, blah, blah. And eventually he gets the Black Manta to take him down in the submarine. They find it. And Joker be- essentially becomes like the most powerful being on Earth right. with this thing. And he, with the ability, he can control people. Mm-hmm. So he goes through and he gets into Batman's uh, Justice Society's computer mm-hmm. and essentially starts taking the justice society taking over one of them and taking out another member of the justice society yeah, right. so then the justice league are like yeah we got to protect our homies these mm-hmm. are these are our heroes yeah uh and there's a great scene with having a party in the justice league tower <laughs> and um batman and uh the dark claw i think his name what's his name um prowler or something pant something essentially it's batman from the justice society yep. they have a punch on mm. just for the fun of it just in the justice <laughs> society um which is pretty cool uh but yeah essentially joker starts doing that and then eventually obviously they beat the joker mm. and then they decide to send the justice society off world yeah okay so that's why a lot of the justice society aren't in year right. one i think that was the main reason they made it just to like why are all these other heroes here okay um uh, yes, yeah, so they send them off, and it has a great one-liner which comes back in year one, where Harley Quinn and the Joker and Black Manta's submarine, and Harley Quinn's like, "I want a submarine. Why can't we have a submarine?" And then in year one, they have a submarine. Yeah. So that was may have been why they made it just for that one <laughs> little part. I don't know. Uh, so essentially, on to year one. So uh, alternate universe uh, from the main continuity, which they call. I think they call the main continuity like one, like planet one, Earth one. Yeah. That's it. They do Earth one, two and three, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So main different continuity from Earth one. Essentially, uh, Joker puts a bomb on Lois Lane's heart. He, he's had enough of toying with Batman and wants to play on easy mode. Yes. Uh, so he puts a bomb on Lois Lane's heart. He kidnaps her, puts a bomb on her heart. Mm-hmm. And then as Superman kind of comes in to rescue her, sprays him with uh, the Scarecrow's toxin. So he freaks out and thinks it's um, Doomsday. Flies her up in the atmosphere and Batman's in his ear like, no, it's not Doomsday. And then by the time he gets out there, it wears off and he realizes he's just 
killed Lois Lane in mm-hmm. outer space, and then her heart stops, and a nuclear bomb blows up Metropolis, mm-hmm. and that's how that starts. Yeah. Um, and then and there like, are some really cool panels in that. Oh, I yeah, think like yeah. really cool panels, really emotive panels, and whatnot. Seeing like you, you feel the raw emotion through the panels of what's on the face of the different people yeah. at different times, and essentially it kind of. Up until that point, it's just another sort of DC, Batman, Superman, Justice League sort of comic. Mm. And then Batman's interrogating the Joker, kind of mm. Dark Knight style. And Superman flies in. He's like, yo, fuck you. And then punches him through the heart and yep. kills him. Yep. And um, that that panel is incredible. Yeah. Like you see raw anger on Superman's face, which you typically don't see. And with his heart, his fist coming out the backside of the Joker, the Joker's still got that grin on his face, happy at what's going on, because he knows exactly what's just and happened. It. And Batman with pure shock on his face going, oh, fuck, because just like the Joker, he can see exactly how all this plays out. So essentially, this is the... This comic, to me, was very much um, the sort of untold story of Batman's belief in what Superman is. Hmm. Where one little thing changes him from being the Earth's protector to the Earth's yes. dictator. Yeah, that's exactly <clears throat> what it is. And that's pretty much what it is. And I personally, I didn't even find him the best part of it. I found Wonder Woman the best part of it. It's really cool to see her, like her the way that her character ties in with Superman yeah. and how quickly she does it too. Yeah, because like it's, it's, it's her instincts. Her instinct is war. Yeah. Like, because that's like her heritage, mm. all that kind of stuff, the gods, blah, blah, blah. And like just watching her, like if he doesn't have the guts to do it, I'll do it for him so yeah. that he doesn't have to do it. Yeah. And like she just starts beating the she, shit she, out of people. She's, still, she's got that um, mentality, which is funny you say that because she's got the same mentality of Batman where he still needs to be the symbol, but because that's what Batman yeah. always said. Like Superman is that symbol of what he needs to be, is that um, the, the everything that is good, so to speak. Um, same idea, just different side of the fence. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. really, really, really well done. And it's just, it's thoroughly enjoyable watching each decision Superman makes, make him go further and further and further, funnily enough, down the rabbit hole. Mm. Um and yeah, no, I thoroughly enjoyed that part of it. I have about halfway through see it, reading it, I did realize I've watched the cartoon of it. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. So I, I yes, knew, there is a cartoon. I of knew it. all the stuff that was happening. Yep. Um, it wasn't until I think, no, it was the point where Superman punches Joker through the yep. heart. I'm like, that looks I've familiar. Seen this. <laughs> I've seen this. But um, yeah, it's great watching that, and then watching just Batman be the best Batman he can be by mm. like he's what he's thing he's doing what he's doing and he's not going to let anyone change what he knows because he knows he's studied all this he knows he has every, all this stuff planned mm. already before and yep. it actually happened all that kind of stuff and it's just it's fantastic watching him do that and then watching uh, Damien be fucking little piece of shit Damien is in all the comics oh the way that that and then, sort yeah. of culminates. And I mean, we can uh, we can press this, but, you know, it's been out for a long time yeah. where Damien throws the fucking... They tease it where Damien throws his um, staff at Nightwing, mm. Nightwing catches it. And the then fight, yeah. a little bit later, they're in the asylum uh, fighting all the... Like Superman, his side there, Batman, his side of there. But and more, more or less, they've gone into the asylum because um, Superman's had enough of them getting out. Yeah. So he's getting rid of them. Um, it doesn't actually say where he's sending them, but you assume that it's that um, the the nether region. I can't remember what it's actually called now. Where he sends them via that portal, um, the something zone, negative the phantom zone, zone, phantom zone. That's it. So yes, I'm assuming that he sends. I them think so. Zone. Yeah. And um, yeah, ultimately, that's what Superman and his team's there for, and Batman's there to say, well, "Calm down, you can't do that." Yeah, and essentially little bit of a fight ensues mm-hmm. and Damien throws the stick mm-hmm. at Nightwing, mm-hmm. expecting Nightwing to catch it. He yep. doesn't, hits him in the head and kills him. And at that point in time when um, Robin or Damien throws it as well, they're actually fighting on the same side. Like they've got their own in in fighting, bickering, saying like, maybe we should be with Superman. Yeah, Damien and, thinks that they should be with Superman and everyone else is like on Batman's side. Exactly. But they're still fighting on Batman's side at the time yeah. when Damien throws the um, the bat at his head. Yes. Um, and him. No, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's great. I mean, it is 
DC have a wonderful thing of most DC stories are pretty much very similar. Mm. Like, um, and this one was another good sort of what if situation, kind yeah. of like um, the Red Soviet Superman yeah, one yeah, and all yeah. that kind of stuff. It's always good, and I think oh, was that was there a line in it when Superman says like, "What are you going to do? Fight me? Like, put on a." Put on a metal metal suit and fight me or something. Was that in it? Yeah, that, that is in it. Like teasing Dark yeah, Knight Returns. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was in it. Um, and then yeah, it kind of leads into uh, pretty much towards the end of it. Superman and Lex Luthor create a super serum. Yep. Essentially, uh, and make superheroes that or super soldiers that are essentially Superman police. Yeah, more and or less. spreads them throughout the world, yep. and that's kind of where it sort of finishes. Yeah, more or less. Um, I have to say that, yeah, it, it spoke about a few of the panels and whatnot, but the panels, <laughs> some of the panels through this I found were absolutely incredible. The yeah. amount of emotion that they take <clears throat> just from showing the panel. Like, it, it, there's one that um, it fucking got me was shortly after Dick died. Yeah. Um, Superman runs around town to find oh, Selena. Oh, Catwoman, yeah. Yeah, goes around finding Selena and Selena's more like, go away, leave me alone. And then Superman sort of goes, no, 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 you need to go find Batman now. And then it cuts to the um, Batman just literally punching the shit out of a post, absolutely uh, bloody knuckled and whatnot. But then the line is, um, I actually wrote it down. Today, don't be Batman. Don't be the mask. You can fall apart. I'll hold you together. And the way that they actually shown the way that yeah. it sort of... Um, it was a silhouette, wasn't it, from memory? Yeah. It, it, silhouette it of them hugging. Arced into a silhouette of yeah. like the, the one, the two, the three and whatnot. Oh, I found that incredible. Yeah, it's very very well done. I've, I've just started reading year two. Mm. Um, I, I read year one and then I think I'm up to year five now. I just, yeah. it just went. <laughs> yeah, well, I started reading year two. I think I'm... Probably about a quarter of the way through, sure. I think. I think, yeah, the Guardian, the Green Lantern Guardian dude just rocked up and confronted Superman and mm. Superman's sitting on his throne pretty much like, fuck off. Yeah. Why didn't you protect Krypton? Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Kind of thing. And I think that's where oh, we're about the, up to. Um, Uatu. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the watches? 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 I think they are the watches. But um, no, yeah, it's, um, it was thoroughly enjoyable. Yeah. Highly, highly. Sorry, the Guardians. Guardians, that's it, yes. Um, yeah, and essentially Superman and Sinestro are kind of starting to team up. And, mm. Yeah, it's actually really I want because um, that comes out a little bit further as the comics go um, through the the other years. It's really cool watching Sinestro's influence. Okay, yeah, it's really really cool. I won't say much more than that, but it's really really. So cool where the do the that's done. where do the games lie? The games. Um, so do they have influence on the comics, or is it just the game kind of? Is um, it a gap but not talked about in the comics? It's gonna. Oh, I'm gonna have to think back to that now because it's been a while since I played the games. As well. well, now I'm gonna have to go back and play the games because the game starts off. Y- year one is a prequel to the games. Yeah. I know that. And then because when he arrives, they, the super soldiers are there. Yeah. Because um, essentially, yeah, in the start of the game is Batman goes to fight the Joker. Joker goes to let a bomb off in yeah. Metropolis, and then all of a sudden they're in. Because I think I think the it's because um, I think the idea is that the games are a little bit different in that the and I'm stretching a little bit because the comics came after the game the comics came after the game so I think the idea of the comics is that year one was a prequel to the games yeah and then they kind of just carried it on they carried it on from there because I think exactly because I think in the games it's actually a world where Superman's actually already gotten control so to speak yeah and there's a rift between universes and Batman gets pulled, Batman from our yeah, Earth, Batman so Joker, to speak, yeah. from our Earth, so to speak, they get pulled into that world of injustice. Yep. I think that's what happens. But I am very much stretching my yeah. memory for that. And then, yeah, the, the premise goes that their world, Batman's already gone. So Batman's now been brought into it from another universe so that he can help out. Essentially, yeah. oh, and the other the other panel that I forgot to talk. The other thing I forgot to talk about in year one is uh, wasn't Bane in this universe? It was Superman that broke the bat's back. That was very very well done. Yeah, very very cool. Just fucking lifts him up and just 
yep. breaks Batman's back. Mm. And I suppose that's um, where it gives those odes to some of those like uh, climactic scenes, so to speak, from other ones where they draw it in but mix it up a little yeah. bit to sort of give that, oh, that's where that happened. And that it, they did that very, very well. No, it was, it was really, really well done. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, okay, so... Uh, are we going to do recommendations again? Do you want to do comics? Do you want to do animes, TV uh, shows? Yeah, yeah. It's something that I definitely think that we um, we give a recommendation, do a recommendation, then the following episode maybe do another one. So I'm happy to do any, what, whatever you reckon, like whether it's a movie, an All anime. Right, well, or, we don't have to pick the same thing. So yeah. I'm going to recommend an anime to you. Sure. And now, have you seen Neo Genesis Evangelion? No, I haven't. Oh, cool. Oh, do I which one? Which one to pick? <laughs> uh, well, I highly recommend that you watch the Neon Genesis Evangelion movies. Sure. So essentially, what happened was the original series aired. It was twenty six episodes, mm-hmm. um, and then it was two movies. Mm-hmm. The first movie was essentially the series smashed together in a movie because anime they like to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second movie, which was called The End of Evangelion, was a continuation. Okay. And the guy that made it got death threats. Like he had to have full-time security at his house, all that kind of stuff. Like it was hardcore. Yeah, and right. I'm not sure whether it was studio involvement or something along those lines, but apparently it wasn't how he wanted to end the show. Yeah, okay. Uh, so time passed and he said he was never going to do anything to do with Evangelion ever again, blah, blah, blah. But then he decided, okay, I'm going to make a move. We're going to re- redo it. Mm-hmm. And so he made uh, the pretty much the most of the series, again, into a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's called Evangelion uh, 1.0. It's got like some other name. Like, sure. uh, I can't remember. But then when it came out in English, it was Evangelion 1.11. Okay. So in J- Japan, it was 1.00. In English, it's 1.11. And then the sequels were 2.22, 3. 3.33, 4.44. Okay. Um, so the and the movie, first movie pretty much ends where the show kind of sort of finished, mm. and then the second movie on is all brand new content. Okay, and but as you're watching the movie, they change he changes the little things like introduces a new character, a new pilot, Ava pilot, and all this kind of stuff. And mm. like, it's so much better, <laughs> it is phenomenal. So, like, you watch the only downside is they in the fourth one especially, third and fourth one especially, they use a lot of that new CG anime style. Oh, uh, yep, yep. Which, uh, it's good and it's bad mm. at the same time. Um, but we're not talking about that one. I'm not recommending that one. <laughs> uh, only reason I brought that up I, is... I have no doubt that it'll be a recommendation in yes, the future. Yes, <laughs> but it's, it's a lot. Um, I'm going to recommend a show which was created by the creative team of Evangelion, Neon, Gen- Neon okay. Genesis Evangelion, and it's called Razathon. Okay. So essentially, oh, I don't know how much I can say without really no, giving let's, it away. Let's, let's leave it there and we can we can do the, the debrief, so to speak, when... Uh, yeah, so essentially I found this one, there used to be an anime magazine, I can't remember what it was called. Um, I don't think it went for very like it went for like ten issues or something like that. But you got uh, like kind of like a demo CD, like you know back in the day when oh, they, yeah, they, like, yeah, yeah. game ones give you demo yep. CDs and stuff. It gave you like an anime DVD, <laughs> okay. where it had like the first episode of like three animes. Sure. It. And this was one of the episodes on it, mm-hmm. the first episode of this, and I watched it. <clears throat> it's like another. It's a giant mech kind of thing but it's just like one of those ones where you watch it and even after you watch the series you kind of sit there and you go what <laughs> what the fuck just happened like and it just fucks with your mind so hardcore um yeah so that my recommendation is for an anime called Razathon okay uh and if you are playing at home you want to watch some Razathon some quality anime Get onto your favorite anime streaming service, and I'm sure you can find it and enjoy away. Uh, so, what is your recommendation for me, good sir? Well, it's one of those ones where I wasn't coming in with a recommendation, to be quite honest. But what I'll recommend is something that I went onto a little while ago. It's on Netflix, and I surprisingly enjoyed it. And that's um, Kengan Ashura. Have sure. you seen it? 
don't think so. Give me cool. a brief description. Basically, it's about um, these big conglomerate companies and the way that they decide on some of their um, their dealings is through underground Kengan matches, which are fighting matches. Yeah. Um, pretty cool concept. Um, it's Live action, anime? Uh, it's anime. Anime, yeah. So, yeah, it's anime. I think it's got three seasons at the moment. Um, I enjoyed it. Right. It was one of those left-field ones I just threw on, not expecting too much of it. Um, yeah, I, I, I find I'm, I tend to be disappointed by a lot of the Netflix animes. Hmm. They're, um, <clears throat> excuse me, they're sometimes you're like, you're like oh, all right, the, you know, the, the graphic looks good, semi-good premise, and you're watching it like, oh, this is fucking shit. <laughs> this is like the anime reject bin. What yep. happened here? Yep. And look, it wouldn't surprise me if you come back and say that after watching this. But it is one of those ones where I was surprised by it and I, and I did enjoy it. I um I watch I got through it a lot quicker than I expected to. Yep. Yeah, that's mine. Oh, sounds good to me, sir. We'll put that on list. And again, if you want to play at home, you can watch along with both of these and tell us what you think on the Facebook page. You can head to our website and you can contact us there. Um Anything anyone wants to sort of talk, wants us to talk about or anything like that, chuck it in a Facebook thing, messages via Facebook, via the website, whatever you want, and we'll be happy to try and work it in. Uh, coming in the next few episodes, we're going to have some special guest talkers. We're not going to tell you who they are yet, but they will be coming up in the next couple of episodes, hopefully. Uh, and some of the things we're going to be talking about, which I've been asked about is a little bit more gaming talk, mm -hmm. which we will be talking about wargaming in the next couple of episodes pretty heavily. Um, yeah. Anything from you, sir, before we head off? Uh, no, nothing really for me. Just looking forward to uh, getting into some more of these things. Looking forward to the, the guests coming along to have a bit of a chit chat as well. And um, yeah, I mean, as you said, reach out to us, let us know what you want to hear about. Um, I've just tried to start up a bit of a, a frantic brock on Instagram just to get to some of our Instagram followers as well. So go give it a follow. And um, yeah, we'll put some of the similar questions up on there just to um, get to all the ears we can. That's beautiful, man. It's <laughs> beautiful. Look, that, look, the crowd are loving it. It's beautiful. That's a new sound effect you got, isn't it? It is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who gave you that toy? As long as you're having fun, I suppose. <laughs> Love it. All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening to Frantic Nerdcast. We will catch you next time. I am AJ. And I'm Brock. 